When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you wake up one day and you find out that the person that you truly loved, trusted, um, that you gave everything all to, betrayed you. Now, the betrayal could have came in all kinds of forms. Um, Cheating, you know, going behind your back, doing something um, to hurt you. Um, it happens to a lot of us, especially empaths. And it happened to me recently. So I was on a mission to look for the best person, qualified person, to explain what we can do about that and how to move on after being betrayed on, especially after something so traumatic. Um, as you guys know, I was in a very serious relationship not too long ago and I put all my eggs in one basket and I trusted this one person. However, this person betrayed me. They just got up and left. And even to this day, you know, even though I, I do think about this person once in a while, the fact that they don't even think or not even look my way, it's almost like they're dead, tells you something that you're thinking about somebody who doesn't even know that you exist. You're out of their mind, out of their sight. It's like it's never happened. I mean, how are you supposed to move on from that knowing that this could happen again? You know, how should I trust again? Can I trust again? All these questions come through my mind, and I know a lot of you guys that write in that have been through narcissist abuse, been in love, and been discarded, betrayed, thrown out to the wolves. One day you come home, the person's gone, or they want nothing to do with you, or they moved on with another partner, leaving you out in the cold without any answers. So this is tough. This is a very tough um tough thing to deal with as empaths. And so I wanted to find the perfect person and I waited um, for a while to to get this person on my show. Her, her name's Dr. Debbie Silber um, and she's been all over the media, Fox, CBS, Dr. Oz, TEDx, twice, award-winning speaker, author, top-ranked podcaster. I mean, we're dealing with somebody that's highly qualified in this um, topic of post-betrayal transformation. And I will tell you, I've learned a lot from her in this short, quick episode that I think she gets it, guys. She goes through all those phases. So if you're about to listen to this episode, I suggest, you know, you sit back, relax, take notes, you know, and know that you're not alone. And once you, she explains the steps and the stages uh, even the late stages of four and five, which she's going to be talking about at the very end of the podcast, so stick around. You will be amazed on what type of transformational, what kind of transformation can come through that and what kind of person you can become. A loving, 
person that puts yourself first and you can move on. You can keep going. We also dig into forgiveness and if it's even, you know, necessary, you know, to heal. This is very much an episode that I got a lot out of it. I hope you do too. And like I said, I'm bringing you the best. I'm going to go out there and get the best guests, the best doctors, the best, you know, out of the best that know these subjects to give to you guys. And all I ask is that you share this with somebody that might be going through betrayal trauma or dealing with, you know, post uh, betrayal, anything like that. Um, And if you can subscribe, that would definitely help me out a lot. So sit back, relax, and uh, let's go ahead and and jump right into this episode. And I hope that you like it because I certainly did. You're listening to the On Call Impact Show. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And in this Elite Coaches series, I have a very special guest that I'm honored to have today, Dr. Debbie Silber, who is the founder of Post Betrayal Transformation Institute and a holistic uh, psychologist. She's got a really um, impressive past. It looks like, you know, you have a best-selling, you're a best-selling author. You have your own podcast that's globally ranked, which I hope to get one day myself. Um, You've been on Dr. Uh, Oz, Fox, CBS. You've been all over the place. It's an honor to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that really popped out is like, I was looking at your Instagram and your social. Um, This is a topic that I feel like a lot of people um, need to hear that we're going to be talking about, you know, post betrayal trauma and uh, transformation. Um, Before we even get started, can you just tell the audience a little bit about you and how you got all into all of this? Yeah, I don't think anybody says, you know, I think I want to study betrayal. No, <laughs> you study because you have to. Yeah. So I'm in business for 30 years, health, mindset, personal development. Then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought Sorry. I did everything I was supposed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later. This time it was my husband. That was the deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So I got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, okay, what's similar to these two? Of course me, but what else? And I, I realized I never really took my own needs seriously and boundaries were, were crossed. And I realized, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going back for a PhD. And I didn't know how I was going to manage the time, pay for it. And it was in a transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. And honestly, I was just trying to heal from my own mess. Like a book wasn't helping me through this and I did a whole PhD in it. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Yes. And there couldn't have been a better time to have this episode because me, myself, I'm always learning. I just, you know, I tell people about my personal history and I've had a bad relationship not too long ago. And one of the things that I'm still grieving is, is that betrayal part. I'm just going to ask you straight up, why does it hurt so much? And, you know, why does it impact every aspect of our lives? And, you know, what does it create? 
Yeah, well, think about it. This was the person or these were the people um, we trusted the most. So when the person you trust the most proves untrustworthy, who do you trust? When the one you run to when other people are causing harm, when that's the one causing the harm, where do you go? You know, think about it. This is the person, these are the people who also give you a sense of safety and security. And they're the very ones to shatter that sense of safety and security. So it's traumatizing. Very traumatizing. And, and this is something that I feel this is not just going to I'm just going to wake up one morning and just get over it. It doesn't work like that. Um, what does healing look like for you? I mean, I know you've yeah. done a lot of work and, you know, you have a lot of experience in it. Somebody that's listening right now that might be an empath that may be betrayed by their, you know, loved one, somebody, maybe they've been in a narcissist relationship and they're still 10 years down the road and they still, they're not a hundred percent. What can you tell that person? I can tell that person, first of all, I have a chapter in trust again, uh, <laughs> empath and the narcissist, the perfect storm. Um, it's like, you know, and I, and I use that analogy of, of like a, um, a, a tick on a dog, you know, that tick is getting so much just living on that, on that dog. Anyway. So, uh, what I would tell that person is they are stuck in stage three out of the five stages of from betrayal to breakthrough. So if someone is struggling 10 years later, that's, definitely what's going on, which is part of the third mm -hmm. discovery. Happy to go through them. So this way um, yeah. it'll shed some light that would serve. Yeah. So the first discovery was that betrayal is a different type of trauma. Mm -hmm. And you know it's a different type of trauma because think about it, when you lose someone you love, right? For example, you, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the lost life will never be the same. You don't question the whole relationship. You don't question your ability to trust. You don't question mm -hmm. your sanity. With betrayal, you do. Because it feels so intentional, you take it so personally. So the whole self gets shattered and has to be rebuilt. So um, while originally I was studying post-traumatic growth, I realized, you know, betrayal is different. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after mm -hmm. an experience with betrayal. So that betrayal is a very different type of trauma. That was the first discovery. Um, the second one was, and maybe you know, that person struggling 10 years later, they absolutely can relate to this. There's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional. So common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. So we've had 95,000 plus people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. The first thing about that, we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. Wow. Um, people think, you know, oh yeah, you know, we think time will heal it. A new relationship will heal it. No, healing needs to be deliberate and intentional. And and if you're counting on time, and if you're counting on a new relationship, it will follow you around like a shadow and affect every relationship. It'll affect your health. It'll affect your work. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? People write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. And my betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. So you cannot count on time. You cannot count on a new mm -hmm. relationship. Um, and every so often I pull the stats from the quiz. I'm, I'm happy to share them, but I want to make sure I get to the third discovery. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And this was, this for me was the most exciting. And what, what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades and a lifetime, and many people do, mm -hmm. if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean, symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to this whole rebuilt place 
physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what we need to do to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. This is very interesting, everything that you're saying, because it's like coming from a side where I've, I've experienced betrayal just recently, and I know my mm -hmm. audience too, that they're listening. I know there's a lot yeah. of people out there that think that they've gone um, and they've done the grieving process and put in the time. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But uh, inside, like they know that they're not, and they're not saying that they're lying to themselves, but at the same time, they're like, oh, that was 10 years ago. I've gone over it. Yet their behavior continues to go after rebound after rebound and falling in the same traps over and over again until they look in the mirror. Um, and that's where your work comes in so beautifully. And, and you can actually look in your, in the mirror and say, no, I'm not, I'm not healed. And that's okay. You know, like, yeah. And as I go through the stages, you, everybody will know exactly what stage they're in. And remember what you said, because you will know exactly where this falls. Okay. So, so, I mean, this is, it's all in trust again. It's what all of our coaches are certified in. It's all we do within the PBT Institute. I'm going to give you a <laughs> boil down. Version. So stage one is before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four mm -hmm. legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. If a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're now headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. None of this makes sense. You can't wrap your mind around it. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is, that's like the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Mm. Trust this person. Don't go there. And in one earth-shattering moment, every rule you've been holding to be real and true is no longer. The bottom has bottomed out on you, and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. This is terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything or anyone, <laughs> right? To stay safe and stay alive. Yeah. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. This is the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this? Like, who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, is the most common place we get stuck. Here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, we think it's good. We're like, I got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four, stage five, we park here, we plant roots here. We're not supposed to, but we do. Four things start happening. The first thing is you start getting all those small self-benefits. You get to be right, get your story. We love our story, right? You get sympathy mm -hmm. from everyone you tell your story yes. to the whole victim. <laughs> and we don't get much else, so we take it. And then we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know. Now, because we're here longer than we should, the mind starts doing things like, you know, maybe you're not all that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So yes. we plant deeper roots. Now, yeah. because these are the thoughts we're thinking, well, this is the energy we're putting out. 
like energy attracts like energy. So now we start attracting people and circumstances and relationships towards us to confirm, yep, this is where we belong. Mm -hmm. Here's where you join that lame support group. Here's where you go back to the betrayer or someone just like it, mm -hmm. right? It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. And I have actually seen people sabotage their growth because now they've found their people, sabotage their healing because they're afraid about going, growing their betrayer. Now, gets this is the this is the part that gets worse, but I will get you out because it feels so bad. But you can't you can't see anything other than where you are, right? You're like I have to get through my day, uh, you know. So we start numbing, avoiding, distracting. We start mm -hmm. using food, drugs, alcohol, yes, whatever. So yes. Think about it, right? You do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, ten years, twenty years, and I can see someone twenty years later and say that drinking you're doing. That emotional eating you're doing. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me, right. And they would look at me like I'm crazy. They would say, happened 20 years ago. All they did was lock themselves in yeah. stage three. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like a time machine. They never moved anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. Where repeat betrayals happen, <laughs> all the symptoms, all the stuckness. It's all right in that space. Yeah. So just kind of switching gears here, mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people that are tuning in um, that reach out to me and they're just like, it's just better uh, to be alone or I'm never going to trust again. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm just fine on my own. I, I, I don't need and I can tell that there's something going on more than that because of their betrayal um they're putting up a wall where they're just like everyone i'm never going to trust anyone they're using absolutes and stuff in that sense how do we learn to trust again if somebody's listening right now and they're just made that decision that i'm never going to find anyone i never want to try again it's just hopeless i don't want to trust yeah like i said if you're stuck in stage three mm -hmm. you you will see it you will see an unhealed betrayal. It is so clear to see in your health, in your work, in your relationships. So in relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. Number one, a repeat betrayal. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. Yeah. That's an unhealed betrayal. There's a profound lesson waiting to be learned. I'm not suggesting it's your fault. It's your opportunity. Mm -hmm. You are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is. Until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Mm -hmm. The second way is just like you talked about. The big wall goes up. Nope, been there, done that. No one's getting near me again. We think this is coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. Our hearts were so hurt that we are mm -hmm. unwilling to risk that level of vulnerability again. And we, we justify that it's better and safer to keep everyone at a distance than heal because we don't want to risk that level again. That's an unhealed betrayal. It's one thing if you've totally healed and you're like, you know what? I just enjoy my own company and I'm good. Great. But when it's because of it being unhealed, mm -mm. that's a repeat, but that's, a, mm -hmm. that's an unhealed betrayal. You know, we see it in health too. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists yeah. to manage stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease at the root of it. could be an unhealed betrayal from decades ago. You know, we see it in work too. You know, people want that raise or promotion. They deserve it, but their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't have the confidence yeah. to ask where they want to be that team player, yeah. collaborative partner, but the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. How do they trust that boss, that coworker, yeah. that partner shows up everywhere. That's interesting. Cause it takes one bad experience for that to 
stay with you for a lifetime. And I know a lot of people that I've talked to, empath especially, like I keep getting the same type of narcissist relationships. I keep getting these guys or girls that have these same traits. And it seems like I keep attracting chaos. And and, and that's where, you know, it all makes sense. You know, we're just always it's stage three. Yeah. Stage three. Yeah. So that's it. Um, so based on your discoveries that you made in your studies, you know, um, how do you, how does like one unheal from betrayal impact of our health work and relationships, would you say? Yeah. When you move to stage four and stage five, you heal from everything. And I'm happy to move you through. I, I, I feel terrible bringing people to stage three and leaving them there. Can I, can I finish the stages yeah, four and five? And absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. Yes, yeah, sure. So if you're willing to let go of your story, grieve, mourn the loss, a bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you start turning down the stress response. So you're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you've been causing in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved, like if you've ever moved to a new house office, kind of whatever, your stuff's not all there. It's not quite cozy. You'll be like, okay, we can do this. We got this. Stage four feels like that. But what's so interesting is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? Mm -hmm. You don't take those things that you've outgrown. If your friends weren't there for you, there is one spot moving from stage three to stage four. If people weren't there for you, you, you've outgrown them right here. That lame support group, here's where you've outgrown it. That betrayer that is unwilling to change, you've outgrown them. And when you move to that stage four, you've outgrown those people. You're ready for a very different type of relationship because you're a very different type of person. Once you've settled into that space, you've made it cozy, you've made it home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal, self-love, self-care, yeah. you know, eating well, exercise. You couldn't do that stuff before. No. Your mind is healing. You're making all kinds of new rules, new kinds of new boundaries mm -hmm. based on the road you just tra traveled. And you have a whole new worldview based on everything you see so clearly now. Yeah. Um, and the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. So to answer your question, as you moved into stages four and five, you heal from all of it. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, we're, we covered quite a lot in just a short amount of time, a lot of great information. And especially right now with you know, a lot of people suffering from betrayal, trauma, and things like that. Um, just wrapping up here, I do want to end on this note, and because I know a lot of people have this question, and I'm curious too, is what is your thoughts on forgiveness? And is it necessary to kind of move on from betrayal and, and live a, you know, a good life? Yeah, forgiveness. I mean, it, it I, it's so important in your healing, but when it's done too early or for the wrong reasons, it back, backfires every time. We see this. That's why in uh, in the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough, forgiveness has a huge role, but at a very specific time. Because if you're not ready to take it on, even though it has nothing to do with the other person, it's for you, there's too much anger, there's too much resentment, there's too many other things to work through. So, uh, but I'm such a proponent of it because of how freeing it is so much though, so that, um, I don't know when this is 
is being released, but uh, we're having a 21 day forgiveness journey. And wow. we just found out last week that September 1st, uh, we've been uh, honored as uh, hosting and being awarded National Forgiveness Day. Wow. So uh, there you big go. Stuff. Yeah, very exciting. Congratulations. Very exciting. So forgiveness is huge. Wow, the work that you're doing is amazing. Um, I know like a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this episode. Before we leave, um, I just want you to probably just address maybe a couple people that might be listening to this that are maybe stuck in that phase three a little bit, because that's what yeah. I feel that most of the listeners are at. Um, what can they do to just kind of not speed up the process, but like maybe that they're at the point where they're just kind of giving up and um, they can't go backwards, they can't go forwards. What would you tell that yeah. person right now that's listening? Yeah, you know, I, I know how painful it is because I've been there. I also know what's waiting for you in stages four and stage five. Yeah. And you've been through the worst of it already. You owe it to yourself to have that transformation. I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. There's a roadmap for it now. So if you heard this and you hear that you're in stage three, mm -hmm. you're getting all the symptoms and the illnesses and the conditions that go along with it, you deserve so much more than that. You know, you, by staying in stage three, look at how much power you're giving to that person who hurt exactly. you, who may not even be alive, care, remember, right? So it's time for you to realize, well, even though, and I tell everybody within the PBT Institute, this is the hardest end the most transformative work you'll ever do. There's a version of you in stage four and five that will blow your mind, <laughs> whole, heal, healthy, empowered, but you can't access that in stage three. It is possible, guys. You heard it here from one of the best, and I am very honored that you took the time to be on this podcast, and I'll definitely be following you on all your socials. Speaking of, can you just tell the audience where we can find you, um, any information you want to leave on what you're up to in the next couple of months. And also, you're also welcome back anytime. God, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, everything is at the PBT is in post betrayal transformation, the PBT Institute.com. Excellent. And I'll leave that in the link in the bio. Um, guys, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can also contact uh, Dr. Debbie, and I'm sure she'll reach out to you. Um, but with all of that said, I definitely learned something. And again, this couldn't have come at a better time, especially for me personally, after coming off a rocky road out of a relationship, feeling, you know, a little bit uh, betrayed. Um, I will say that I'm trying to get to that step four and five. Obviously, it's going to take some time. Um, you know, it's not easy. But again, it's every I go by hour by hour if I have to and 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 a lot of times I'll journal I'll go for walks and I'll just try to get in touch with myself to figure out what I'm feeling because just like you said if that other person's not even alive they don't even think about you they're not you're not even in their mind why would you waste your energy on somebody who can care less about you guys that's what I yeah. say so all right. That does it for this episode. Um, always keep moving forward. I got a lot more guests coming on. And thanks again for coming with me on this journey. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.